Hello. Hello. Hello and welcome back to Industry Tactics. I'm Friendly Rich, your loyal host, and on the podcast today, a familiar voice and a name that comes up a lot in many interviews I've done over the years. My dear friend, and I can say now bandmate, Greg Dawson, comes back for a talk. It's release day that was yesterday, just fresh off the presses. The Head of Jador is the, is the name of the band, and uh, I'm in it with Greg. And what a, what, a, what a joy to put this out into the world and see it get such great feedback right out the gate. So it is out, Head of Jador's How to Slaughter a Lamb. And Greg thought it would be a good idea to come back on the podcast and ask me five questions. We do a little swap. I ask him five, he asks me five. So enjoy this talk. It's always a pleasure to to speak with Greg. I always learn new things, and I appreciate uh, his unique perspective, not only on music, but uh, on oatmeal breakfast and every other damn thing. He's a wise soul and a dear friend. So here it comes now, episode 117. And if you haven't already, you're going to get a sneak peek of, of three of the tunes from the record. But go to our band camp. Go to Head of Jador, J-E-D-D-O-R-E, headofjador.bandcamp.com and pick up the new record for $6.66. Here it is now, my talk with Greg. Bye for now. Welcome back to. Oh, okay. Are we are we in good shape here? Are you are you back? Okay, there he is, and he's got his list of questions. I got my list of questions. Welcome back to Industry Tactics. Yeah, we we're, we've done this before, so it's not really a get to know Greg Dawson. Because go back to the episode where I interview Greg Dawson. If you want to get to know him, the reason we're here mm-hmm. is it's release day. And we just put out the Head of Jador record. Go to headofjador.bandcamp.com. The link is in all of my bios to buy the record. And that seems to be working. The more I say it, the more you buy it. So thank you for your support. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. Yeah. um, We're going to do a fun thing today, though, on the Industry Tactics podcast. We've never done this before, but why the fuck not? Try some new new things uh, with an old friend. So the the goal here is to do we we every conversation I have with you is a is a is a joy and um and same inc- likewise yeah man including the one that we're we're gonna have so like but this was your idea and I loved it you asked me five questions I ask you five questions and we see where it leads us so we'll go sure. we'll go you back go and back forth. And forth? Yeah, back and forth sounds yeah. like a good good good, good yeah. little I don't, yeah I won't be able to I won't be able to shut up for that long. so this is not one of my questions but how are you doing are you okay yeah really good feeling good about uh getting the album out today uh we put a lot of work into it and a lot of love and i feel good about it i think it turned out fucking awesome it's being received well which you know always feels good when people dig it right yeah yeah i'm First, we have to dig it, but then when other people do, super bonus. So I'm uh, I'm very pleased that people are enjoying it. Yeah, same. Uh, and I and I think it's fucking crushing, man. I think it's awesome. I, we worked really hard, and I think we made a really great thing. Yeah, it's not. You know, I love how genuine all of this feels too, with with both <laughs> of us and everybody built around the project. That it's um, you know it's passionate and that permeates outward and uh, it's fun. It's really fun and exciting to share it and see people getting into it after we are into it. You're right. Like if you're not into your own shit, um, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Like by the time a record comes out uh, and sorry, if this 
um, impedes on our questions. But uh, by the time a record comes out, I'm kind of done with it. You know what I mean? Because I've already spent, you know, 200 hours on it. I'm like, cool. Let's let's see if other people like it because it. But the process uh, is always the funnest part for me, you know, like making it, creating it uh, from right from right from the birth of an idea of a conversation to mastering the song. But then by that time, I'm just kind of like, it's not that I dislike it in any way. I still love the record. It's just Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that uh, that's a lot of hours to spend on something. But you're like, okay, I I don't think I need to listen to this anymore. Let's just share it. And and hopefully people dig it. Yeah. That's an interesting, uh, I'm, this is not part of my five questions for you, but like, do you, do you go back and listen to a lot of the work that you produce once you've like beat it to not death? So much. Not no. so much because yeah. it's, I mean, because of the amount of effort and the amount of, uh, I guess, passion that you put into it and the amount of like night sweats, uh, <laughs> a mix can give me, yeah. uh, you know, you put, I put a lot into it. Um, wow. Wow. I'll lose sleep over records and it, you know, you, you obsess over it, man. I, well, I mean, I do, I obsess over it, I love uh, this. especially I love the, this. the, the production end of it. You know, the writing is always just, you know, it's free and you're feeling un- amazing and everything feels great. But yeah, once yeah. you get to the production, like creating the sounds and then creating the mix and then it's like, I don't want to go back because I'm like, what if I hear something I don't like? Well, I noticed that with you on Head of Jador, we were at the point where it's fun to get into your head because I've never been like in a project like this with you before. Yeah. So I'm, I'm learning new things about you in the way I've worked with you in the past. Because yeah. in the past, you would deliver my shit to me and I'd run with it. And not to say that you haven't had second guesses on friendly rich mixes but with this one like we would be putting it on instagram and you're like rich i'm hearing it through the instagram filter the vocals sound too loud i'm you know you're always listening with the producer ear you can't stop listening that way eh? yeah it's a bit of a curse but i think it's part of you know I think it's part of my strength too, right? It's yeah. it's a, it's a personal yeah, nice. weakness, like the way it feels. Like it doesn't feel good to get anxiety over a mix. Yeah, of course. But of course. Uh, I also think that, like um, that. Yeah. you know, when you're producing a band and and you're just won't settle until you've you that that perfect tone just is there. You know, like you. Mm-hmm. you, you I think it's a strength, you know. Yeah, and yeah. same with the mix too. I'm not just yeah. I'm not just willy nilly mixing a record. I'm I'm obsessing. Really, oh, I I'm love stuck. that. I love that. You want you want Greg Dawson on your team, man. Like the pride you take, the the uh, that obsession is mm-hmm. striving for greatness with every one of the tracks you produce. Everyone, yeah, for sure, yeah. everyone, uh, and regardless of the band or, or style of music or yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or our popularity of the band, um, all, all that stuff. Um, it doesn't come into my thoughts when I'm, when I'm working with the band, I'm just, I just want to do the, the best. We're going to spin. If you're listening, this is a little bonus for you. We're going to spin three of the head of Jador tracks, um, mm-hmm. from, from how to slaughter a lamb, your choice, Gerg, what do you want to hear first? Uh, into the well. Set it up, man. Give us a little nugget of that tune from your perspective. I think it's heavy. I think it's got, um, it's one of my favorite songs in the record. You know? I'll, give you, I'll give you a little background too. It, um, I was just reviewing the lyrics, trying to prepare for some of this. And it's uh, definitely tapping into like um, mental illness in, in my family. And like, uh, you know, hearing a family member say, "I've in a prior life, I've murdered a lot of men." Okay, so that's Fucking where that lyric came from. R- rattled, rattled the bejesus out of me. So yeah, it's it's really not hard to be a songwriter. You just have to to pay attention. So here it comes now into the well. Yeah, enjoy, crushing. I was born in '57.
<laughs> cool. Well, there you have it. In in a prior life, I murdered a lot of men. That was into the well. Here we go. Back and forth, little ping pong session here with with a dear friend, Gerg Dawson, Greg Dawson. Sure. You start. About, I'll, I'll ask you a question. Here we go. I feel here like I've go. already done a lot of yapping. Question number one. Here we go. Take it okay. away. We're so we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. Uh, okay. So what made you want to become a performer or an artist? Oh, fuck. Great question. Um, I think it was I got hooked on it early in high school. I saw models in people like... Uh, Matt Daly doing it in Demon Barf. Okay, okay. And then the creatives getting friend, becoming friends with Matt, and then joining student yachts and realizing that you can wear giant brio cans on your head and you can dress up and it's show business and you could really be the freak that you are. And I, I found, okay. you know what? It, for me, it was all about self-expression, man. It's like it saves your life doing this thing because. You know, whether you're talking about a family member having murdered a lot of men in a prior life or or you're wearing a giant Brio can on your head, you're 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 getting something off your chest that absolutely maybe is meaningful, maybe isn't, but um uh saves your life every time that you do it. And um and not to say that it's like therapeutic, but um I'm I'm constantly in love with that that journey of of shaping an idea and 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 staying creative i love creativity i love the friends you make through creativity i, I think there's nothing like it so yeah um, right on great answer yeah thanks okay here comes my shit follow-up question for you that we're we're on one i'm sure, your I'm sure it's great. great all right classic sure. job interview question how would your friends and colleagues describe you <laughs> Oh wow, that is uh, that's a, pretty a terrible. Did, did you get this uh, these these this question from Indeed.com? Yeah, I got it from like the H. <laughs> I got it from my my friend, my specialist in human resources. <laughs> okay, um, so you're saying how how would a, fr- a friend describe me? Is that is, was that the question? Yeah, yeah. What would your friends and colleagues? How would how would your friends and colleagues describe you? Well, I would say I would say. Um, loyal and, and dedicated i hope <laughs> i mm-hmm, would hope mm-hmm, that you would say mm-hmm. that all of this uh, is i, I think, hope yeah um yeah. sure yeah. loyal yeah. dedicated yeah. um uh a fun dude yeah i think i'm pretty fun um yeah, yeah. really i'm pretty simple like that you know loyal dedicated fun um you know i like to be there for uh my friends you know, if they need me, yeah. that kind of yeah. stuff. And um, yeah. how would you describe me? Um, did I put you that answer? You went a little robot-y there, but I would describe you as um, truly unique. I, I mean, I, I um, the thing about you that, I don't know if I ever told you this story, but like, I feel like I lost a good five years of doing cool things with you because I was always intimidated by you being into heavier music and and it maybe not being a good fit as a producer, you know? Yeah, I remember those times. I remember um, when we first kind of connected in Long and McCoy, I think it yeah. was, and, and when you took when you took the plunge to work with me. And I and I can't blame you for uh, your hesitating. Sorry. Yeah. Um, just because, yeah, I was. I was completely different then. I, I, I certainly, I was, you know, I had my skills in the studio and all that, but, uh, you know, I wasn't at the level I am now, you know, I wasn't as uh, open-minded as I am now. So I think the timing was, I think the timing for us working together to honestly yeah. was perfect. Yeah. Nicely put, nicely put. And I'm so thankful. Like I just think of that wormhole of like, if, if I had just kept up with that hesitation, so the the key the key thing there for me the learning is like don't hesitate too much when it comes to working with people you can always find out that it didn't click and then you don't have to do it again. True. But but if it clicks you've got decades of fun ahead of you, you know? Yeah. Well that you I mean that one was a a a unique 
you know, because I was doing a lot of punk and metal and hardcore, and I was pretty green outside of heavy music. So it was it was a really rewarding for me to work with you guys because I was learning a lot when we were doing things. You know, you came in. We did the first album we did together was all acoustic instruments. The first lollipop people record. That's insane. So I was recording, that, that, I went from yeah. recording kind of punk and metal bands. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which obviously I still continue to do. Yeah. But, and then I'm recording a fucking harpsichord. Right. <laughs> you know, and banjo and accordion yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and Sly Uhas on the drum with all his, he, he had some weird drum kits that he brought in. Yeah. And, yeah. He did. He did. Yeah. It's, and it's yeah, cool, what a treat for me, man. What a treat. Yeah. I learned so much from doing records, making records with you. I mean, I think they all turned out awesome. I wasn't like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I was them. learning, you know, I was learning. Lynn, Lynn my partner, always look, listens back on some of that early shit and goes like, man, you got to get back to that sound. Like that all yeah. acoustic sound was was quite special and expensive, but special. Yeah, <laughs> it's mean, so different. The way I created back then was very different, you know. For sure. Um, here's right go on. ahead. Question number two. Here we go. We're get we're we're staying on track. Okay, we're gonna uh, we're gonna lose focus a bit here, which is good. I think it's good to play around a bit here. What is your favorite food to cook? Oh yeah, yeah. I like doing. Uh, pasta from scratch that's fun like if i have a a clean amount of time ahead of me i'll i'll do a pasta from scratch crank it through the machine you know yeah and that wow. like yeah that dates back to like seeing uh one of my my Ita- northern in northern italy like seeing some of my family just make a meal like that from scratch starting at like 10 p.m. cuz they eat really fucking late there Okay. And just, I, I love that idea of just doing a mound of flour, cracking the egg in it and just working it. You know, I'm not, I'm not great at it, but I love, I mean, it's hard to fuck up too, right? It's pretty, right. pretty simple, but yeah, I loved, I love, I love that. You know, it's, it's basic, but simple, but it's kind of me too, you know, like I'm not, yeah. I don't need to be that fancy with shit. So yeah. Right on. Yeah. yeah. Great answer. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, question number two for Gerg: What makes okay. Head of Jador special to you, and what is, what does it express that maybe your other work doesn't? You know, the special part is is similar to other bands because it's 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 the friendships and the collaboration that makes every project very special to me, and and I think it is a realm where friendships can grow. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, and that always exciting to me and learning how to collaborate better with people over the years, maybe a a better, better person. Right. And what makes it unique, I think is just what the three of us being Billy Curtis and myself uh, and and you, what, what, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what happened when the three of us made this music together, it is unique. Uh, And I think a lot of that is, is what you bring, you know, um, you come from a non-metal background and you bring something different and unique to it. And, but I also think that uh, Billy and I created something a little more angular mm-hmm. uh, and just less straight ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's like the be all end all original thing. I don't, I'm not trying to toot any of our horns, but I do think, you know, in a world with millions of metal bands, I think we, created something that um stands out a little nice I, I i dream of the day two things comments back to you on that is one like when you asked me to do this it was like an honor it wasn't even like a oh damn i don't know if i could be in a band with gerg it's like whatever this is if it's a it's not really a band it's, a, it's more like a project right like we're it's a project among many in both of our careers. Right. But it's a, it's an honor. It's like a fucking hell. Yes. Is the answer when, when, when that came came up, when we decided to do this and now we're shaping it and talking about new material and making it kind of even weirder. Like, yeah. Cause I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, 
pushing against that. I'm just like, you, if you thought that last thing was weird, like wait till you hear what we're coming up with. Cause it's going to get yeah. weirder. I think, you know? Yeah. Um, and then the, the prospect of touring or playing a bit of music with you live is like, we've never done that. No, I don't think we've ever done that. And and that would be fun, man. That, that no, is a prospect. We have not. Yeah. Yeah. We've never done that. How long have we worked together? When did we do the first lollipop people? I mean, I was working at Long and McQuaid when we were chatting about things, but at that point, I don't know if you took the yep. plunge. When no. was that first Lollipop People record? The Friendly Rich Show, it called. You know what? I do have a I do have a, a bio here on my computer. Give me one sec. I can call that up. I'll go to my bio for Industry Tactics. Go to your bio if you want to know when you did things. The Friendly Rich Show, 2007. 2007. Okay. Wow. So we're going on 15 years. Oh, we're, Eric, that's we're something. Almost there. We're that's almost something. there. That's amazing. That's fact. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Time flies, eh? Suddenly we are elders in the industry. Yeah. All right, I'm going to hit you with a question now. Here comes um, question number three. Question number three for Friendly Rich is, what are some things that helped you get through the pandemic and the lockdowns the the things i i've loved are are like i get along great with lynn my partner my wife for yeah, awesome. you know, somehow I mean, many more than 15 years and and so that has been a true um lifesaver and and i realize that every time i go on vacation with her which is when we would usually spend like chunks of time but mm-hmm. this has just been like not a, a vacation. That's for goddamn sure. But to go through it with the person that you love and 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 um and grow closer in the end, I really feel is really is something I'm going to look back on when this is all done. Now I'm getting kind of emotional because that's okay. We all that's want it to get. Question. We all want it to be done. We all want it to be over. But there is that part of it that I will look back and kind of just cherish, like I do a good vacation. Whenever a good vacation with Lynn ends, I'm like. Fuck, man, we got to book another one of those. You know, I, I really love that, the adventure. And right it's been an adventure in your goddamn living room, which has been yeah. surreal and weird. So that's been like um, amazing to. And I don't want to take that for granted, even though I hear everyone, everyone complaining about there, how, there is a lot of complaining going on yeah. and it, it's a little it, tiring. Um, it, it really is. It really it's is. understandable. But yeah, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't really have a lot of value most of the time. So I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for that. For that one thing is, is, is sufficient. You know, it really is. It's big. And yeah. then the, the other thing is the creativity is like, um, and but also like trying to stay sharp with. Do we even know why we're making music right now? Like, like asking heavier questions around. What the fuck does it all mean? Why are we doing this? It's like, I want to come out of this thing a better artist than when I went in it. And I want to come out of, I mean, when we start playing live again, it's like, now let's start thinking about just like all of what we've just lived through, right? It suddenly Mm -hmm. all feels more real. And I'm just super thankful for the the creative um, muscle. You know, and I've I've flexed it in many different ways through the pandemic. And that's been a, 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 a I'm super like jazzed about that, you know, whether it be right on. producing a podcast or 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 anything, you know, or fucking painting rocks. Like, I don't give a yep. shit or, or photographing turds. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. It's all part of the same form of that self-expression that I talked about earlier, you know? Yes. Yeah. Very good. Um. Okay, here we go. This is a nice, simple question for Uncle Gerg before we take a music break uh, after question three. So what is a record in your collection that might take people by surprise, like something by surprise, something that might be unexpected in your record collection? Um, Hall and Oates, maybe. Oh, interesting. Interesting. (laughs) I have a lot of Hall and Oates. Yeah, I think I have most of them. um, Maybe not. I'm going to say the new stuff, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, they're, yeah. Okay. Their first three or four records. I don't even know what their total discography is, but yeah. And I quite enjoy 
listening to them. Yeah. I like pop, old pop music, you know, like, okay. yeah, a lot, yeah. actually, especially on vinyl for some reason. Oh, great, great. Maybe it's a nostalgia thing, but yeah. But it's also uh, like that, that sound can't fucking be replicated too easily, can it? It's just. No, no. You put on a Hall & Oates record. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, I mean, what? You might not like it, but I mean, like, yeah, that's, that's they got a sound, man. Wow. Well-produced wow. records, too. Great songwriting. I enjoy it, man. I mean, I'm, for sure, I'm a total metalhead, but I I enjoy yeah. a, good, yeah. a good pop song, especially from that time when it's like a band, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And on yeah, vinyl, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's real, real, real nice to listen to. That, that's why I love you, because you're, you say you're a metalhead, but we never talk metal. I don't... I, no, I, never, I, I never talk metal with you. Like, no. never. I'm not talking bands that you produce. That's mm-hmm. a different thing. I'm just talking yeah. the metal universe. We never talk about the metal universe. I yeah. love when the best thing I love, though, is when you introduce me to the metal that you're working on. Jesus Christ, it's so intimidating. Um, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of Panzerfaust. I remember yeah. making the comment to you when I was listening to that at your place, like, what do your children think about <laughs> you pr- putting this into the world? It's so scary. Are they scared of you? Are they intimidated? No, man. The, the kids, that, that, that's all they know is me working on yeah. music yeah. and having, um, yeah. you know, bands here, you know? And, and it's not always metal bands, but right. it's, it, so special. It, it's not... Um, uh, you know, it's not a weird thing to have a bunch of scary looking dudes here who awesome. are also awesome. also the nicest dudes ever. Like, that's it. That's it. But yeah, the kids fucking are totally used to that. And uh, yeah, yeah, have all yeah. kinds of people coming in and out of the house. And some of the scariest looking dudes that come in the house are one of the nicest guys, you know? Well, it's, 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 it's also like a weird extended family. It's like, it's like growing up in the circus, which is awesome. Like, that's what you want to grow up in. I'm always envious of that when I, when I see that, right? You right, right, right. Circus, fucking awesome. And that's what they have, right? You know, it's like all these characters, including, yeah. me. I mean, I'm a character in their wheel, you know, it's like, I've, I'm, I'm honored by that, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. No. And it's nice. I mean, that's, that's part of the fun is, is to, open up your studio and your home to different people. And, uh, that's special. And it is special. And I don't take it lightly. And, you know, I'm also selective of, of who I work with for that reason. I'm not really, it's not like, you know, when I started this yeah, 20, yeah. 25 years ago, it's just, yeah. you just, you said yes to any job. Right. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. But now it's a little more like, uh, yeah, I don't really want to say yes to everything. I, I want to make like sure it. that the artists myself are going to gel together and, and, you know, they're going to, we're going to work well together musically, creatively, but also personality wise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't really want to have a bunch of drunks in here, you know, like that's yeah. fine if you want to go and party, but I mean, the studio ain't the place for it, you know? And yeah. if, if you need it to be the place, then you need to go somewhere else. I dig like, it. Yeah. I, I dig where you're at. I, th- yeah. I think, I, I think you're being more selective. I think it's all part of like, just, you're, you're just refining, you're growing wiser. And not that that's that, that, that it's unwise to do any of that other stuff. It's just that you know what you want. Right. And you're clear yeah. about that, you know? And I and I want to communicate clearly with bands about, you mm. know, how I like to run my studio because it is out of my home. And, yeah. you know, we dedicated a lot of time and effort and money to build a studio in the house. And, yeah. and it's yeah. a sacrifice on, on Cara's part too, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. giving up a huge chunk of this house to yeah, 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 yeah. what yeah. I do, right? And then, yeah. Yeah. you know, the kids have to uh live here too so it's yeah it's awesome it has to be a it has to be a good fit man and like a band like Panzerfaust is such a good fit they're such gentlemen they're fucking gentlemen man they come in here mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. thoughtful we're mm-hmm. we're here to make a fucking record you know we mm-hmm. make a record they're uh, probably the hardest working band i've ever worked with man they work so goddamn hard yeah and so they cool. come in here super prepared uh we're yeah. great great friends 
Yeah, we've yeah. developed uh, yeah. such a great friendship, and and it's because they're they're awesome dudes. You know what I mean? Like that. Great. And they're in fact an awesome band as well. So um, we're going to play a song now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, cue up a tune of your choice, and, and we'll we'll play it. Well, you, I picked the first one, right? I picked Into the Well. Okay, okay. You pick a song. I'm going for the title track, How to Slaughter a Lamb. It's a goodie. Uh, it's got my favorite chunk there where we go on. I'm going on about the prices, right? I just that there's that's a moment in uh, it's it's I, I gotta say it is just one of my finer moments in uh, in my recorded uh, work. I just there's nice. something about that performance that with that riff, the way you mixed it, mm-hmm. I'm just super proud of, of this tune. And how to slaughter a lamb is like going way back in my past to um slaughtering lambs in my garage in brampton with my my dad my uncle and my grandpa you know because for some reason that's what they did back home in italy when it made sense because you'd do it on a fucking hill (laughs) and the blood would run down the hill like normal people but when you do that in a suburban house in in brampton you need a bucket you fill a fucking blue bucket a blue bin a, a, a recycling bin full of blood it's intense man it was brutal it was brutal so this is how to slaughter a lamb That was how to slaughter a lamb. I was just telling Gerg, they knew that the lamb was going to shit its last shit. So they fucking put a bunch of Brampton guardians, the old newspapers behind the, the, the <laughs> behind the lamb's ass. And so my uncle, the youngest of the, of, of, of my dad and then my grandpa, my uncle would have to grab the hind legs 
That's like the worst position. Yeah, the worst position. But he's he, but he's kid. the youngest. That's why he got it. Is the it youngest. a seniority thing? It. Yeah, it's a seniority <laughs> thing. Then my dad's older, so my dad's there at the at the torso, which is really doing not much. And then my grandpa, the eldest, slit the neck. And motherfucker, I'm just there as like a I don't know. I'm like spectator. eight. I'm eight. Eight. No, I was I wasn't a spectator. They made me get in there after the lamb was dead, but for the kill, I was watching. Jesus Christ, man! And uh, and the lamb is going, and it's buying, and the blood is fucking flowing out of the neck, just spreading all over the garage in this Brampton garage. Just reeked of blood for weeks. Like I called all my friends over. That's brutal. It was fucked. And this happened how often? Once, once a year, year man, because we had to eat that fucking lamb at Easter time, and I would never eat it. I almost went vegan because of it, because it was just like, <laughs> this is, fu- I can't eat that fucking lamb. I've seen it killed. Like, you know, and um, then they would get a bicycle pump off the off the wall. Right. Yeah, they, I, I know this from the lyric. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God so re- read the lyrics for the rest of it if you can find them at bandcamp at, at headofjador.bandcamp.com. You yeah. get it all there. You get it all there. We'll post the lyrics up. I'll get them up there. Yeah, maybe we'll do a lyric video for that one. Yeah. Oh, god damn it. God damn it. <clears throat> it was cool uh, to do a lyric video would be nice and easy. We should do that. I wouldn't say it was trauma, but I would say it was fucking a lot of blood as a as a young as a young suburban wimp from Brampton, you know? Like it uh shocking. It was interesting. Yeah, it well, it only made sense to me when I went to Italy many years later and saw my uncle do it on a hill where it's like, Oh, that's what's supposed to happen. The blood's just supposed to run down the hill and you just leave it there. You don't even clean it up. You just let the cats come and lick it. Okay. Next. <laughs> All right. Next question. Next question. That was fun. That was fun. Is it me or you? I believe it's me asking you a question. So here it is. What has been inspiring you lately? Inspiring inspiring me like literally today is uh <clears throat> is um a graduate student of the Regent Park School of Music, Mustafa, who uh is an incredible artist and he 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 just performed this tune on um on jimmy fallon last night oh wow and and he's a kid from regent park who um who lost a dear friend of his two years ago and and made a record about it with like um a grammy award winning winning producer frank dukes who is also a friend of our school and it had me rattled like rattled this performance on 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 Fallon. I'll, I'll send it to you after we're done. It um, so I'm I'm like gonna do a deep dive into his whole record this weekend. He is just um, an incredible poet. He used to be called. I mean, he still may go by the name Mustafa the poet, mm-hmm. but the music is is incredible because it's Frank Dukes and he's got a really interesting approach to making music, and um. And man, Mustafa has something to say, and 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 he's always had something to say with his poetry. But now okay. you bring in, now he's singing, and and um, and it's it's that sweet spot of music, of poetry and music, and just you know, it's um, I'm really big on like what are you saying these days, and um, and he sang a lot, you know. Excellent. And uh, I'm super inspired by him. That's just today. That's, you know, I mean, yeah, great. If you asked, if you asked me yesterday, it probably would have been Charles Mingus, but today that's, that's where I'm at. So, okay. yeah. 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 Nice. Um, We're wrapping up. We've got two questions left here, Gerd. Uh, here's question number four for me, for you. Now the way we created how to slaughter a lamb was unique. Um, what are some of your mem- memories in recording it? It could be guests. It could be just uh, what comes to mind as some of your fonder memories in recording that, making that record happen. I think one, one of the best memories is just getting you in the vocal booth and for the first time and doing metal, you know what I mean? Doing something heavy. Uh, and I, I know it was 
I don't know actually how you were feeling, but oh yeah, excited, yeah. I, yeah, I wanted to make sure that I was there to kind of you know ease you into it and just and 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 bring the best out of you, which I knew uh, together we were both capable of of making that happen. But yeah, yeah just getting yeah. you in there and and just realizing that a thought that I had mm-hmm. was was the right thought, you know, because. You know, I, I introduced the idea to you based on some of the voices that you use in your own music. So, and I thought, geez, I, I, I know, I know this will work. Mm-hmm. So, and we, we did not really do any pre-production. We just kind of went for it. When you came in the studio, we were, we were making the record. You were coming in and I was hearing what you were doing for the first time ever. And you were getting into the studio as a metal vocalist for the first time ever so that was a fond memory and a really fond one and and jamming with, with steve was really on a really fond memory too because right on. the guy's a weapon on the kit and then he was capable of almost anything i could think of in my head and <laughs> and and that's always exciting you know when you're like well you want to try doing double bass there and and, yeah, and he yeah. can just yeah and it's super fast technical stuff you know so yeah yeah yeah, Yeah. that was also that was a really fun time to kind of hash out the ideas with him in a jam room and start to do the pre-production with him and and of course writing it with billy even though billy and i have a a history of musically bickering it's always Oh. oh yeah we always create some some great music together so we bicker really get there oh yeah musically uh billy and i bicker and and it's and it's a fun time what do you what do you mean by by musical bickering so like i'll i'll play like a a a a, a i don't know a chord uh uh and you and you don't and you want it to be an inversion or what what's the bickering look like what, it's what's more that? um like if i played something that <laughs> didn't have the right rhythmic feel he'd be like dude what are you doing that's like that's some like what are you oh, trying to write another rap metal album? Like, oh, he he's would, taking shots. He's digging. He would take shots right away. And then oh. we would start exchanging shots. They oh, were friendly, friendly, friendly fire, but yeah, um, there, 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 there's, there was some serious bickering going on always. Um, and that's part of the process. Like you actually acknowledge that it's just like, okay, we know each other. We're not being like uh destructive. It's not like you know, definitely not destructive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Okay. Always just friendly fire, but part of the process, not, not, not pulling any punches either. Like amazing. If, amazing. If, if I throw at something and, and he thinks it's dog shit, he's going to tell me. Yeah, but you need that honesty. You need that. Yeah. Need- I, I like it actually. Um, yeah, I mean, I certainly bullshit. don't, I don't like, you know, angry bickering or anything like that. Um, but our flavor is a little something different. It's a little more sarcastic. However, there's truth in it too. Right. Yeah. 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 So there's no, um, you were taking shots, but we're also taking truthful shots at each other. Man, I, I, I was just thinking as you were talking about the, the vocal approach and I guess at some point you got the idea, it's like, Hey, I should do a metal project with, with me. And yeah. I'm just thinking, like, I, I appreciate that because it's like you're not boxing anyone in. You're thinking, ah, this person could do this for this project. And mm-hmm. I think as musicians, sometimes we do that to each other. I fucking boxed you in as a metal guy. And right. vice, vice versa, you then as a metal guy unboxed who you think I am and said he could do this. And so it's yeah. cool on both fronts that we stretched our limits a little bit to make something different happen in both cases, right? Like I'm super thankful for the journey unto itself. Like 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's nice to take someone out of their, <clears throat> maybe their regular uh, box, you know, yeah. like, like yeah. the, like I worked with Tom Uhas uh, recently. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's not known as a metal guitarist. But he fucking loves metal. He loves heavy music. Exactly, right? Yeah. And I know, you know, and I certainly know his ability uh, as a player is yeah, yeah, is super high. And he's a fucking great dude too, right? And I thought, wow, yeah, you know, I'd like to reach out for him to uh, guest appear in this this Grail uh, thing we were doing. We were doing a, an entombed cover for uh, this uh, upcoming Slay at Home 
online music fest. So amazing. And yeah, like I said, uh, I don't know if we said this earlier or, but I do love having guests. You know what I mean? I, yeah, it's, it's your model. All the all the guitar, all the solos. It's really yeah. fun to, you know, like I'm super happy that I reached out to him to do a solo on the song because he brought a completely different flavor. And maybe because he's not a um, a full on metal guitar player, I there think that that's the strength of it. You there know what you I mean? Go. There you go. This so, guest model, th- dude, this guest model that you have, that you're rocking in the pandemic, especially, yeah, is, is kind of very hip hop of you, right? It's like, just like, yeah, yeah, I'm going sure. to create this musical family for this, this musical family for that, this guest here. I'm going to bring a, with a side order of Voivod, a little bit of Nikki T in on the side. Like you're fucking, you're the chef yeah. in the kitchen, man. It's amazing. Has that changed for you over the last couple of years, this approach of like guesting and more of project-based stuff than traditional bands? And do you feel good about that that new model that you're kind of working on here? I don't really look at it as a... I don't look at even our thing. I don't really look at, as, at them as projects. You know what I mean? Okay, okay, tell uh, me. You know, like Grail, Grail maybe started out as a uh, project and turned into a band uh, because it was a product of last year's, you know, initial lockdown round one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the beginning yeah. of COVID. And I was just in dire need of, of releasing some creativity. So I reached out online and said, hey, who wants to do some creating? At, at initially a bunch of people reached out and uh people were throwing ideas back and forth but then something happened with what is now grail we just kind of where other people stopped sending in ideas we kept on working together we kept on writing and then the four of us just kind of like okay well, i think we're a band now I just, I'm super stoked on everything that's happening right yeah. now, uh, musically, creatively, yeah. not in the world, yeah. but I mean, um, yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great. I love collaborating with people, you know, no, it's, it's great to hear your approach on it. Like that. It's that you do treat these as bands. You're not afraid of the word band. I'm kind of afraid of the word band. I think it's like, it's like a lot of commitment, you know, it's like, it's a weird dynamic, um, that I'm yeah. afraid of, but I not, not with you. You know, for me, like, right, it's right. Like, you know, that's an honor being a band. I mean, I've bird. never really thought about what, what yeah. head of Jador is, you know, to be honest with you. I, I, um, just, I'm so in it, getting it done, working yeah. out, you know, like, Hey, let's yeah. do this. Let's release the album here. And, you know, yeah. mixing it with a mixing <laughs> it. I was just so in it that I'm not yeah. really yeah. trying to define what we are. Yeah, yeah. As much as uh, we have this thing, let's get it yeah. out there. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I I would love to take it to the stage, even though you know it's kind of yeah, man. It's kind of the band is kind of you and I, yeah. And then Billy is like a writing contributor, but it seems more like you and I are kind of running the ship and and the path of where we go and what we do. Mm-hmm. And Billy's a writing contributor. Mm-hmm. and a great one at that and mm-hmm. and then we have all these guests now will will it turn into a band by next year hopefully like will it turn into something that we could take to a stage hopefully that's it but that's at it. this point i'm just super happy that we have this uh this thing this music that we created together that's it you kind of take it one step at a time and i'm excited for for where we go with it as well i i would love to get it on a stage or two you know and sure um and so that's that's something to shoot for in 2022 let's let's wrap it with our last question for each other here Gerb. Uh, okay so anyway my last question for you is um do you have any bad habits or personality traits that you are trying to improve um <laughs> fucking hell we don't have enough time for this oh you don't have the short answer i honestly don't have there's nothing like in my arsenal of stupid that i'm like really need to i don't i don't feel like a, a crying need to get rid of shit. I, I think i'm trying to um just um 
Well, I want to get get back in the fucking pool because that affects all my physical and mental health for sure. Yeah. Trying to be a better guitar player. Okay. So taking guitar lessons again, which has been really fun. Um, I don't know about, but no, but that's not bad habits. That's just like trying to refine what I do. Um, bad habits of like, I don't know. Maybe you don't have any. No, that can't fucking be. I mean, I, I pick my nails. I pick my feet. I'm gross. I have like a thousand things I got to work on. There's not, I haven't worn deodorant since March of 2020. Oh yeah. With onions. I stink. I stink. But that's not really, I mean, I can work on that. Um, no, well, there I guess, you I, you just I guess I'm perfect. Then. I guess I'm perfect. I guess I'm no, perfect. You, you just need deodorant and that's it. Well, that's a, that's a pretty small list. You just okay. start smelling better. Good answer. Thanks, Gerg. My yeah. last question for you, we kind of, uh, I already asked it in the, um, in the, uh, in the Instagram live that we did. Okay, whatever. Go um, ahead. You want me to ask uh, you? I already forget, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. Um, it's essentially why are people calling the head of Jador record weird? As far as metal goes, for me, it doesn't feel weird. Not that weird is ever a bad word in my world, but so what makes it weird to you? Uh, it, it seems to be getting that resounding. It's weird or quirky or yeah. outside of the. I, I think the main uh, the main thing that takes it uh, there, or why people are. Uh, responding to it that way is is mainly because of the vocal approach because if you strip away the vocals it's kind of it's not that weird i mean and it's really not that weird with the vocals and that's uh i'm not saying that with yeah. even a, a, a hint of negativity i think it's great it's just that you don't have a very traditional uh, sounding okay, voice, right? And you also experiment in the metal realm. Um, uh, There's not a lot of that. Eh? I, 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 you know, I can generalize, uh, not based on any yeah. data, but <laughs> metal, um, a lot of singers, they just have their one sound. You know, they have their, they're just like, here we are, we do this, and it's very okay. tough, or it's very... Uh, right. <sighs> Right. So you right. do all right. this stuff and you're not afraid. Uh, and I think it's because you come from a non-metal background. You're just being you. And going back to previous stuff we were talking about, that's the strength to me, is that you're just being you over this. And that adds to the originality of it. And people yeah. will call it weird because they're used to singers just being okay they're going to be a thrasher they're going to be a screamer they're going to be yeah. a more guttural singer they're going to do this one thing and there's nothing wrong with that i love cannibal corpse i love mm -hmm. you know uh slayer and mm -hmm. and old metallica and mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and all all kinds of metal however yeah. i really like your approach i like that you do some experimenting and you're doing different things you're using different voices and and i think it's your non-metal background that is the strength of the record a part of the strength of the record and and i and you you do things that uh, a lot of metal singers wouldn't do um so people are going to call it weird when we did that sinatra record i remember like my only goal there was to be to sing in one voice to to be like a metal singer and just sing it wasn't a metal record but to sing in one fucking monotone nosebleed voice yeah. and uh and and i remember these guys in germany at this label always kind of la not laughing at me but but saying that i'm a searcher so i've i've never i've never really found like even musically st stylistically trying to balance all over the fucking place mm -hmm. trying to find that sound you know whereas you're right some bands some They'll just go, they know who they are and they're just fucking there for every record. And that's good. That's fine. Right. So it was that's interesting. Totally you fine. But yeah, what, you, you know? what you do is yeah. totally fine too. Right. Yeah. I, I got to accept it. Right. It's all I got. I'm not trying to be I weird. Kinda, I kind of prefer it, you know, it's, and, and that's why we're going to get comparisons to, uh, you know, bunk, Mr. Bungle and Mike Patton, because that is the Patton approach is, 
change is, gears is yeah. to have 15 voices or whatever right. and to experiment right and right and that's that's great that's his strength yeah. uh yeah. um because he does most most things he does he does well and i and i think that most things that you do on on the record you do really really well and uh i it keeps me interested to be honest with you um yeah but i'm not knocking people that have kind of one or two sounds like yeah. you know old, yeah. old we have yeah. like kind yeah. of a uh a narrower sound uh, highway you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, yeah. Doug, yeah. doug has his voice and yeah you know like i try to push doug to really just to to kind of do a couple things different and find a little more tone out of his voice because he's he's pretty atonal but i know he's capable of uh of a little more so i push him and that's cool but uh that's part of a producer's job too and it, yeah, not man. to change yeah. someone to, but to bring out uh, to lift them up or push lift them, them up and and sometimes that's going to yeah. make some people uncomfortable doug was a little uncomfortable when we did the pilgrimage record because uh sometimes he would do these things and i'm like dude you're singing right with the guitar <laughs> so you <laughs> got to keep on doing that you got to mm-hmm. keep you're you're you're, you're singing you're in, key, you're in key there but then you dip down and then you're out of key yeah and then he would be like, man, I'm not a fucking singer. What are you trying to do to me, man? I'm like, wow. but dude, you wow. are, man. You're doing yeah. it. You do it right here. You do it right here. But then in the middle part, you don't do it. So yeah. I'm like, let's yeah. let's find. I'm not asking you to like, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sing clean. I mm-hmm. still sing dirty, but find, find the note, you know. So I'm always trying to push and get the best out of someone, not change them. Just, yeah. it's, I think it's just growth, you know. And I think once Doug kind of heard himself back, he was like, "Wow, that was worth the fight," you know. Trust, he was like, trust. Yeah. yeah. Well, there at, at first we were bickering. We were there was he was not. not he yeah. was not. You know, I think he wasn't confident that he was a real singer, but he really, really is a great singer. He's got such powerful voice, man. Oh and my he, God, it's a muscle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I got really sidetracked there, but that's okay. No, 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 no. It's it's great, man. It's great. I love getting in your head with these stories. That's where it's at for me. So yeah, thank I like you for kind of sharing your process. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've, we've experienced it together uh, many times, the the process, you know. We've made a ton magic. of together, right? It's magic. Right? What do you want to end on? What do you want to share? What's the last tune we're going to end on here? Um. Uh, how about uh, for fun? We'll. Um, oh, what's the song that uh, has the banjo on it? Catman do. Here it comes. Yeah, okay, it's good, yeah, that's your Catman do. That has uh, uh, Kevin Theodoropoulos uh, uh, assisting with the verses, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then our very own Billy Curtis has a banjo solo over a very doomy ending um fucking right it's pretty doomy it's pretty doom riff right so i'm like yeah the doom found found its way into uh head of jador as well like it's it's a pretty a pretty good mixed bag of heavy but i think it all happens uh not just catman do but the record it's a it's a mixed bag mm. of heavy but it all makes sense to me it, and i think we we came up with a really nice order track listing so I think it's an album to listen to from start to finish um, as the artist intended. And uh, I think it's a good listen for anyone that's into heavy music with a, with a bit of an open mind for some, some neat twists. Uh, I think I snuck a couple of Kurt Vonnegut lines in this tune. This is Katmandu. Go to, go to head of Jador.bandcamp.com to buy the album today for six dot six 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 dollars and sixty six cents gets it for you Kirk, i love you love you too buddy uh thanks for the hang um we'll we'll hook up soon uh via just a phone call or whatever stay in touch um happy release day and uh thanks for having me on the show thanks man all right take care of yourself Cheers, brother. You too. Bye, Gert. Bye.
Well, that was a joy, always a privilege, and an honor to speak with my dear friend, and now I could say bandmate, Greg Dawson. Thank you, Greg, for making time. That was episode 117 of Industry Tactics, and you can go to headofjador.bandcamp.com, as we said, to pick up that new recording out as of yesterday, so freesh, and um, we're going to end it with a bang. This is, as we said, Katmandu. We'll see you again very soon, everybody. Take care.